Welcome to the Augusta Golf Show podcast. Now, here's John Patrick. Well, Beth Ann Nichols covers the game for Golf Week and for GolfWeek.com. And also, Golf Channel contributor sits on the desk during the live proms. Look at her. It's a pleasure to welcome Beth Ann Nichols back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, B.A.? I am doing well, just recovering from mm-hmm. the glorious week that was. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. You've had a few days to kind of let it soak in. G- give me an idea of the atmosphere. Tell me, tell me what you remember the most about the atmosphere. Joyous, I think, probably. You know, everybody just genuinely happy to be there, soaking it all in. I loved all the players talking about how they, you know, when, when they'd have a, a tough moment, you know, they they just look out at the gorgeous scenery and say, you know, I'm playing golf at Pebble Beach. How lucky am I? And so in that way, we're all the same, right? Whether it's the top players in the world or, or the bucket list folks. <laughs> well, on that topic, were you surprised about how many players had never played it? Uh, yes, shocked. And I think that really just just proves the point of how important this is for the women's game. I mean, everyone from Michelle Weed only she'd only played nine holes prior to that week. Uh, you know, uh, Nellie Corda saw it for the first time on Monday. Leona McGuire, you know, Brooke Henderson. I just the, the list just goes on and on of players who who the first time they ever saw Pebble Beach was either that week or in the months prior they came for an early practice round, but. You know, it's just something that was on their bucket list, too. (laughs) Well, you know, it speaks to those of us on the outside who think that these these people can play anywhere and everywhere they want. uh, But but we also forget this is their job and maybe they don't want to play golf when they're not playing golf. Well, that is definitely true. And, you know, I think I think any any of them could have could have figured out a way to get out to Pebble Beach at, at some point, but, but the game didn't take them there. You know, they play at the, you know, the, at the top of the game, they play around the world and yet, you know, it didn't take them there. So I think, I think that's probably, uh, you know, the overriding, you know, thought here is that we look at the iconic moments in the game that, that we talk about where, where fans know every single hole of a golf course, and that's Augusta National and Pebble Beach. And the women have never been part of that conversation on a major championship scale. And so that's why, you know, this, this week was so important because there are just so few places that resonate with fans because they're just part of the fabric of, of sports in America. I mean, I think it's, it's obviously beyond golf. It's just if you're, a person who loves sports, you know what Pebble Beach is, and the women haven't been able to to have that have that place in history until now. Ba, was there ever a discussion while you were there about the venue overshadowing the event? I don't think so, because I think the the hope, and I think, and I think that's actually what transpired. The hope is that people tune in for the venue, just like the Augusta National Women's Amateur. They're tuning in to see Augusta National, and then they meet Maria Fossey and they meet Jennifer Cupcho. And I and I and that that was the hope here. And I, and I think a lot of people met Allison Corpus. Even people who follow the game didn't really know much about Allison because it's only her second year. Obviously, number one on tour. You know, so I think. I think I think that did happen, uh, you know, especially when you have a former president <laughs> who mm-hmm. happened to go to the same high school as she did and 
Barack Obama, send a congratulatory tweet and, and just kind of a fun, you know, book in there with, with Michelle Wee West. I mean, I, I would say Michelle Wee West is the only household name on the LPGA right now in that if you don't know anything about golf, you you've, most sports fans have heard the name Michelle Wee West because she was able to transcend the game. And, and I don't think another player who's currently playing on the LPGA has been able to do that in America. We're talking with Beth Ann Nichols here on the Augusta Golf Show. This is my sense only, and you can correct me if, when and if I'm wrong. I got a sense that at some point over the last few years, Michelle fell out of love with the game. Am I wrong? I think Michelle was deeply frustrated with her injuries and and you know it's just it's not it's not a sustainable way to play it's no fun anymore right when everything hurts <laughs> yeah. and and it and it it really hurt and and she was worried about you know what is the long term damage that I might have from if I keep trying to do this and and then of course you know she met the love of her life and and she had a baby and 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 that spark renewed in a different way because she wanted to show McKenna, you know, who she was and what she could do and what women could do. And uh, and, and so it was renewed. But but at the same time, you know, she had all these other interests and 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 honestly, it still hurts, <laughs> you know. So I remember I think, you know, early on her saying she was concerned that she wouldn't be able to hold her baby with her wrist uh, because you know, that those are the problem areas. Right. And, and that it, if she kept doing it, it was too painful. She wouldn't be able to hold her baby. And that, you know, that really, that really brings it down to reality and, and what's, what's most important. And there are a few players that can have, because she is a household name that can have the kind of impact that Michelle Wee West can have in golf and beyond without actually hitting golf balls. Uh, and, and that we saw that at, at the Mizuho. Yeah. Um, jealous of you all week, but never more jealous of you than Friday afternoon as I see you walking down the 18th fairway with Michelle and Annika. Tell me what that was like. Well, you know, it was it got a little weird there, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> <little> yeah. <laughs> with Annika, that took us a little out of the moment. But it was really funny when, when they both looked at each other and they were like, well, back when I played, this is the rule, but I haven't played in a long time. Neither of them really knew what was going on, which is kind of amusing. But, but you know, walking down the fairway with a, a, after play resumed and the ruling was figured out with, with Bo and BJ, I've been covering Michelle Wee West for 20 years, and I've never seen BJ like this before. Hmm. And And... And what I mean by that is he was so calm. There was on it. There were zero nerves in his body. So full of joy. And I said, I said, BJ, you know, what are you, what are you feeling right now? And he said, relief. And, and he said, I'm not, I'm not having to worry about injuries, how she's doing. You know, he just was soaking up the moment and it just felt like, honestly, just the perfect ending in that. And that Michelle Wee West is in such a happy place. And her parents were just soaking up being grandparents. And Bo's, you know, pushing McKenna down the fairway, who's sound asleep and doesn't have a clue what's going on. And it was and it was just it was just perfect from the standpoint that, you know, this this player who 
who played the most of her career under this mountain of criticism and pressure that she's in such a place of peace right now. And that was my big takeaway. Uh, let's talk about the winner. Tell the listener, you mentioned they may not be familiar with, with Allison. Tell, tell the listener about Allison Corpus. Well, Allison Corpus, of course, is from Hawaii, which is why she was the perfect book in there for, <laughs> for Michelle Wee West and, and actually broke one of her records as the youngest to qualify for the now defunct uh, Amateur Public Links, U.S. Amateur Public Links. But, you know, she went to, to USC. She's, you know, she was a, a great amateur player, Curtis Cupper. She actually stayed because of COVID a fifth year at USC and, and got a master's degree. This is a very, very smart woman. And, and you, you, you could tell how calm and collected she was on the golf course. You know, I think from her, her neck up is her, her, her brain, <laughs> how she goes about her business is her greatest strength. Uh, you know, in, in a way, she kind of reminds me of MB Park in that you can't tell if Allison Corpus is shooting a 65 or a 75, mm. which, you know, is, is always a great thing when you're on a major championship stage. And and I think you saw that probably the most when she was put on the clock in the in the midway through the back nine on Sunday, and and while it kind of initially rattled her because she found out that it wasn't a fine but it was actually stroke here at the U.S. Women's Open if she were to get a second warning after after the warning if she were to get a second bad time she would be stroked, you know that, that she was able to to have a a solid two putt on, on that hole that was 13 and then, and then continue on and, and not let that face her says a lot about her maturity and, and, and her ability, you know, to not, not be rocked on such a, a major stage in a historic moment. So I think, you know, she's a strong iron player, uh, putted great that week. And, and, you know, she was ranked 29 in the world going into the week, but mm-hmm. you know, so few people, you know, knew much about her, but she'd actually, you know, been in contention several times already and, and, and had some big moments. Uh, probably another noteworthy thing is that Jennifer Cupcho's husband, Jay Monahan, no relation to, to the PGA Tour commissioner, yeah. is, is uh, Allison's caddy. And so Jennifer's parents were out following around and, um, you know, cheering him on because, you know, it's, it's a big payday for that family, too. It's a $2 million uh, first place prize for the winner, of course, the largest matching the largest uh, first place prize in women's golf. She is Beth Ann Nichols, covers the game for Golf Week, Golf Channel contributor. Um, yep, envious, jealous of you big time last week. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome home. Thanks for doing this, BA. We'll talk again. Thank you.